So last week, Britney Spears, the singer, has revealed that she had an abortion while she was dating Justin Timberlake. But contrary to the narrative that the media and the left and the pro-abortion lobby push, this wasn't a good thing. It wasn't a good day, ironically. Let's check it out. So last week, the media were fascinated with the revelation that Britney Spears had an abortion. According to a report on NewsHub, it said the revelation has come from her upcoming memoir, The Woman in Me, with Spears saying Timberlake definitely wasn't happy about the news the pair had become pregnant. She said it was a surprise, for, but for me it wasn't a tragedy. I love Justin so much, I always expected us to have a family together one day. This would be just much earlier than I'd anticipated. But Justin definitely wasn't happy about the pregnancy. He said we weren't ready to have a baby in our lives, that we were way too young. Now, the couple began dating in 1999 and split in 2002. Spears also firmly implied Timberlake had been responsible for her getting the procedure amid her own fears and religious beliefs. She says, if it had been left up to me alone, I never would have done it. And yet Justin was so sure that he didn't want to be a father. To this day, it's one of the most agonizing things I have ever experienced in my life, she wrote in the memoir. Now, here's the uh, report from Entertainment Tonight. New details from Britney Spears' memoir about her abortion and how then-boyfriend Justin Timberlake comforted Brit amid her excruciating pain. I had a lot of therapy to get this book done. Inside the 275-page tell-all, we've already learned Britney claims she and the NSYNC star became pregnant during their early 2000s romance. She writes that Justin definitely wasn't happy and they decided to abort the pregnancy. You know, it's all about trust and he loves me and I love him and we just try to work it out. And now the Associated Press has obtained a copy of The Woman in Me just days out from its official release date, October 24th. According to the outlet, Brittany remembers, I kept crying and sobbing until it was all over. It took hours and I don't remember how it ended, but I do, 20 years later, remember the pain of it and the fear. As for Justin, well, TMZ's offering this detail. He was allegedly at Britney's side, strumming his guitar, trying to comfort her as she cried on her bathroom floor. I just want to be a happy person. This comes as Britt speaks out about the media attention surrounding her revelations, telling fans on Instagram, my book's purpose was not to offend anyone. It has given me closure on all things for a better future. Hopefully, I can enlighten people who feel particularly alone or misunderstood. Well, I just got finished with my book, so you guys better like it. And if you don't, that's cool too. The procedure was kept under wraps, and Britney says at the time she didn't even tell her family. It was important that no one find out about the pregnancy or the abortion, which meant doing everything at home. ETs reached out to Brit and JT's reps for comment. Well, you know, we're all human. Meanwhile, we hmm. I don't know if she realized the ir irony of what she said. We're all human. Now, also ironically, USA Today wrote an article on it, and they said this, get this. Spears' statements underscore the benefits that male partners receive from having access to abortion care, an often overlooked aspect of reproductive health in light of Roe v. Wade's downfall last year, that, if ignored in society and politics alike, 
alike perpetuates the idea that abortion is solely a woman's issue. That's weird, I thought we were told it was. No, abortion goes on, USA Today says, abortion is a highly stigmatised form of healthcare, and women are almost always bear the brunt of stigma and shame around abortion, says Bethany Everett, an associate, associate professor of sociology at the University of Utah. Yet, there are likely many people, including male partners, who don't want to become parents or have another child, who also benefit from abortion access. Benefits that are rarely recognised by the broader public or policymakers. Ugh. So, apparently we need abortion rights to protect boyfriends who can't commit and are spineless pathetic excuses for being a real man facing up to your responsibility. So the term, you'll note there that the term used in the media is agonising, but for two reasons. I think it's emotional and physical, which doesn't quite fit the pro-abortion narrative, but this whole story exposes a number of myths around the pro-abortion, pro-killing narrative. Uh, and just note on the side that Britney is not the only pop star to speak out on this issue. Uh, Nicki Minaj also said that her abortion still haunts her, and Eminem wrote a song believed to be apologising to the aborted child. So the first abortion myth is that abortion is a choice between a woman and her doctor only. Well clearly this is false, and Britney's experience is just one of many examples. Coercion by someone else, for example, a boyfriend, and even inner coercion by the woman herself that this is the only real option to kill the unborn child is very common. And it was an issue raised in New Zealand during the recent debate, but quickly kicked to touch and ignored by abortion obsessed politicians. Now, Lila Rose from Live Action, who spoke at our conference earlier this year, wrote in response to Brittany's story that it's common for women to be pressured into abortions they don't truly want. Studies show that 64%, about two-thirds of women who have undergone an abortion, did so due to pressure from parents, boyfriends, employers, and friends. Additional research published by the Journal of American Physicians and Surgeons reported that almost 74% of women with a history of abortion experienced at least subtle forms of pressure to abort. Here's the interesting thing, though. Britney Spears' own sister, Jamie Lynn Spears, has said she was pressured to have an abortion by her family and others when she became pregnant at 16 while starring in a successful Nickelodeon television show. Now, she ultimately chose life for her daughter. And Jamie Lynn said her circle told her, quote, it would kill her career. You are just too young. You don't know what you're doing. There are pills you can take. We can help you take care of this problem. I know a doctor. And she said, Everyone around me just wanted to make this issue disappear and that everyone was certain that termination would be the best course of action. And research also shows that two-thirds of women who said they were pressured into an abortion, two-thirds of them showed signs of trauma, including symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder, and in addition, women who were coerced into abortions appear to have a 65% higher risk of clinical depression and a six to seven times higher rate of suicide compared to women who gave birth. Now, the second myth is that abortion is empowerment. Well, clearly it's not. Brittany says, to this day, it's one of the most agonizing things I've ever experienced in my life. 
She doesn't say whether that's emotional or physical. She refers to it as excruciating pain. She said she was crying and sobbing. So it's quite likely both. Brittany appears to have had no power on that day. She was a victim to an obsessive and lying abortion ideology rammed down on our young people by the cultural leftist elite and the media, but she was also a victim to bad choices that she made. The third myth is that abortion is just like removing a wart or having a tooth pulled or having some, you know, minor cosmetic surgery. Has Brittany, has Brittany written about her tooth extraction or her wart removal? Why the big deal over an abortion? Why? Well, because it is a big deal. No matter how many times pro-abortion people try to argue, it's not a baby, it's not a person, it's not a human being. We all know the truth. You know, there's a campaign to shout your abortion, to try and normalize it, to try and remove the stigma. But the stigma is there for a good, healthy reason. The health of the unborn child, the health of the mother, the health of the family. It's always interesting that those things that go against what is true and moral and right have to be shouted and rammed down in our culture and any dissenting opinion must be cancelled. But women suffer the consequences and the unborn child suffers the consequence of bad decision making. And that leads on to our last myth that pro-abortion people use. Women have an abortion and then get on with their life. They never have regrets. It doesn't affect them mentally. Now, in 2021, we published Abortion and the Physical and Mental Health of Women, a review of the evidence for health professionals. It was written by Australian bioethicist Dr. Gregory Pike, and it summarised the considerable international research undertaken on the physical and psychological impact on women, and also on the circumstances surrounding the decision-making process. And there's a clear correlation between abortion and adverse psychological outcomes. In fact, a University of Otago study in 2008 found that women who had an abortion faced a 30% increase in the risk of developing common mental health problems, such as depression and anxiety. Other studies have found a link between abortion and psychiatric disorders, ranging from anxiety to depression to substance abuse disorders. And the Royal College of Psychiatrists in the UK recommended updating abortion information leaflets to include details of the risks of depression. You know, Brittany is ample proof of just how prolonged the pain is. 20 years on, the emotional cost of abortion. Ironically, a couple of years ago, politicians voted for a new law here in New Zealand, which allows employees to be eligible for three days of bereavement leave following the unplanned end of a pregnancy by miscarriage or stillbirth. So unplanned end of pregnancy is bad, but planned end of pregnancy is good, apparently. You see, women are being persuaded to believe that an abortion is not a loss of life. But that is certainly not the experience of many post-abortive women. And it's definitely not the view of the unborn child. Let's work to create a nation without abortion. A nation where each precious life is truly cherished. Where children are given a chance to breathe their first breath. Where life is welcomed and embraced and where mums and families are offered hope and healing, not death and darkness. A nation of life. 
We need to show them we can create a world where we can love children and not kill them. That we can create a world where adoption is always a better option. Where we care for both women and their children. This is our opportunity to make the grisly practice of abortion, like slavery, unthinkable in a civilised modern society. Brittany's story is ample proof of the need for choosing life over death. Thank you.